Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not to start off with weather talk, because I did a full week of that before the blue-white game, but uh, it wouldn't be a Friday in State College, Ryan Snyder, if there wasn't rain in the forecast. Uh, so how you doing to end the week here on the BWI Daily Edition? Welcome to the show. It was a beautiful week, and now it's a terrible-looking weekend, which stinks. <laughs> but uh, I got to get stuff done around the house anyway, so I'll take it, right? It gives me an excuse to, to work. We have a yard sale next week when I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, so I have so much stuff I got to pawn off. So cleaning out the closets, <laughs> that's that's going to be my next two days for the, for the most part. Do you have an intense amount of children's paraphernalia that no longer works for them because they've outgrown it? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. High chairs, um, booster seats, uh, a rocking chair we don't use anymore, just tons of stuff i guess we'll say so yeah that is that is uh that's gonna be my weekend i can't wait it's gonna be a great time well if you want to get all that all of that stuff i mean this is a great platform to to advertise your ad so i wouldn't give away your address for sure <laughs> but uh yeah if you know where ryan lives and you're his neighbor he's he's getting some stuff away in the yard sale so my neighborhood's amber lee amber lee next weekend come on out I'm not gonna give you my address but Come on out, buy my junk. Thank you. That's how desperate he is to get rid of it. He's telling everybody on very, the internet where he lives. Very desperate to get rid of it. Yes. Uh, well, I have a very different weekend than that because I don't have kids. So we'll have some fun here on the daily edition and get you into your weekend uh, with some fun stuff coming up next week. Stay tuned for that. Can't announce anything just yet, but should be some fun stuff coming up next week. What we have this week is we're going to recap a lot of stuff from Penn State football recruiting with Ryan. He's our recruiting insider. And uh, what we're going to get to here on the show today is uh, some of the news and notes of the week. But uh, most importantly, his hot boards heading into the summer, kind of the top players to know at each position. He broke down the offense and uh, the quarterback and the tight end room. They're done. They're complete. We're not looking at those positions. So really, we're looking this week at receiver at running back, and still at offensive line. And what we're mm -hmm. going to do today is we're going to get into what those hot boards are for people who are new to the show, because there's a lot of people that are new right now to Blue White Illustrated. So bluewhiteillustrated.com, if you want to read those, sign up for just a dollar. You can see all that information. But if you're watching here on YouTube and you want to know a little bit more about those, that's what we're going to get to today, explain what they are, kind of the way they work, and what Ryan sees, and we'll get you some of that information here on the show. But if you want to check it out right now, bluewhiteillustrated.com is the place to do that. 12 months for $1. So that's a deal on a deal on a deal. Gas went up again, and I don't know why. Like, it's now, like, insane again. <laughs> it was down under 4 bucks. Now it's back up to 4 and a half. I don't know why. But here's the thing. You, you, you pay a dollar, and for 12 months, it's a dollar. The price doesn't change, Ryan. It's a great deal. It never ends. I feel like I've been <laughs> staying forever. It's going to end, and it just never ends. So I'm happy with it, right? I won't complain. Yeah, and it's a, it's a great time right now if you want to get more into recruiting. 
to sign up for that dollar and get that information because stuff like, uh, I don't know, a Braden Marshall conversation came up today at the website, which you can check out if you're an On3 Plus member. But uh, give us some of the highlights of uh, what you learned from talking with the Florida cornerback. Yeah, he's a, well, first off, he's an awesome kid, man. I've, I've interviewed him like three times now and um, really mature uh, respectful young man. I really like Braden Marshall. Wherever he ends up, I'll be pulling for five ten one eighty. So he's not, you know, the the tall Joey Porter kind of cornerback that we've seen over the years. You know, I think I think uh, you know playing in the slot will be uh, you know a big part of where where he ends up uh, in, in college. But uh, the guy can really play, man. I mean, his film's incredibly impressive. Uh, if you just actually watch. I think we were watching complete game film of him maybe like a week two or week or two ago. And you know, even on the plays where he doesn't you know, make a massive play. Now he's always just smart positionally and, uh, you know, just does the little things right. So I think that's really a major thing uh, that Penn State sees with him. Uh, but long story short, he has an official visit set for uh, the, what is it, the third weekend in June, June 17th to the 19th. So we, we were catching up, talking about that a little bit, uh, talk about his relationship with Terry Smith, Alan Zemitis. You know, again, Alan Zemitis is somebody who just constantly is coming up with so many players right now. Uh, I think he is uh, certainly on, on, a, on a track to um, – you know, be, be some sort of an assistant coach in the years to come. Of course, he's a defensive uh, recruiting assistant right now at his alma mater, right? So he's got a good job. Maybe that's where he wants to stay long term. But uh, the fact that so many players talk so highly of him, uh, he, he certainly is, is grabbing guys attention is is definitely a good recruiter. We'll say that for sure. Uh, but, but I think my main talk with, with Braden was just kind of what's coming uh, in, in the weeks ahead. You know, he has an official visit set to North Carolina or excuse me, an unofficial visit. Uh, set to North Carolina uh, this upcoming weekend. And I think that's going to be a massive, massive visit for Braden because I, I do get the impression that relationship-wise, uh, Penn State and North Carolina are both in a, in a pretty good spot there. So uh, we, we talked about that a little bit. He does actually actually has an official visit set with North Carolina too for the, the weekend after Penn State. So 24th to the 26th, I believe. Uh, and right now, I mean, I really do get the impression that those two, um, like I said, probably from a relationship perspective are standing out. But uh, there are other schools in the mix. Miami just offered him last week. Mario Cristobal and his staff are coming on hard. Uh, be curious to see if they get an official visit. Uh, and then Clemson, too. He took a, an unofficial to Clemson in March 5th, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, since then, built a pretty good relationship. So I, I get the impression that uh, Clemson, North Carolina, Penn State are both or all three uh, in a pretty good spot uh, with Miami kind of the, the school surgeon here trying to make a late push. Uh, to get one of his five official visits. Miami, you could just copy and paste that on any Florida athlete. Uh, Miami is making a strong push right now yeah. with Mario Cristobal. So that kind of leads me to a, a different topic of conversation, but is Miami changing the landscape in Florida? Because it's such an important state. We'll get to that for, in a bunch of different positions for Penn State, including uh, some of the guys in the secondary that they've already recruited and that are committed to Penn State right now. But is Miami changing the mathematics in the state? Because that's one thing that people have always, uh, I, I know in Miami, have talked about. Like, if you just keep guys in state, college football changes in a large perspective. Mm -hmm. So are you seeing any movement there? And what's kind of the, the read that you have? I know it's um, early. Yeah, I, I mean, they're they're recruiting strong, but you can say the same thing about Billy Napier and his staff in Florida. Yeah. So I think the, I think you're just seeing, like we see this all the time, you just see a new coach bump is what we kind of call it, right? Mm -hmm. New coach comes in, everybody's excited around the program, donors are hyped, you know, everybody's kind of excited about what, what could come. 
Uh, and that wears off on teenagers. Uh, we saw it with James Franklin, right? When, when he mm-hmm. came in and uh, some of the classes he put together in 2015, 2016, of course, that 2018 class was monstrous after a Big Ten championship. But uh, I, you, you just see that all over the country, though, man. Marcus Freeman's doing it right now with Notre yeah. Dame. Uh, Brian Kelly doing all right at LSU. I haven't followed them as closely. So Brian Kelly probably wasn't a good example there. <laughs> uh, but Steve, Car- Steve <laughs> Sarkeesian, you know, kind of did it last year with Texas. Yep. I mean, like, it's just, yep. we, we see that all the time, man. You get a new coach, people get excited, uh, and you're going to probably land a few more commitments uh, than, you know, the, the what the previous staff would have done. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you if you don't, uh, you know, your first season is important, but not the end of the world. You know, if year two, you don't produce, it all kind of goes downhill from there. Yeah, it just turnover has been high in the state of Florida, but it feels like, especially at Miami with Cristobal, there seems to be a bit of a bigger sure. bump, I think, because he's, he's you know, an alum. The oh, NIL course, yeah. obviously has a huge part of that, too. It's just interesting to see how important Florida is. Like, we're talking about, like, 80 deep, and the prospects are still in the 500s mm-hmm. when it comes to players in the nation. So it, that just reading that room is, I think, pretty important for for Penn State fans if they want to know what's going on, you know, in the larger landscape of uh, of, of college football recruiting. Mm-hmm. So with, uh, you know, especially some of the guys that we've talked about here, that's going to be interesting. So let's get to those hot boards because running back is an interesting one with a couple of names from the Sunshine State and some local. But we're coming down the stretch here, it feels like. So this is this is heading into the summer, official visit time. This is when the race narrows. And this was a, I don't want to say a thin board, but it was a pretty defined board heading into this point. So is Penn State in a situation where they might be in trouble when it comes to the running back board this summer? No, I don't think they're in trouble uh, because, I mean, there are – so I'm not going to get into – so we'll say, like, obviously these are for premium subscribers, right? So I'm not going to get into uh, every little nitty detail of what we post. Uh, but what I would say is that I feel, like, pretty confidently that two guys at running back are really emerging. And I think anyone who even kind of follows from a distance would, would know those guys. And, and Trayon Webb, who, of course, is from Trinity Catholic uh, – Trinity Christian, excuse me, down in outside of Jacksonville. Uh, and then London Montgomery, of course, from from Scranton, PA. So uh, that that was, um, you know, those are the two guys I think I have the most focused on right now. Uh, London, you know, London coming up for an April 15th visit and then following that up, coming up a week later for the blue-white game, That's that certainly grabs my attention. Uh, London always kind of made it clear that he wanted a Penn State offer. You know, Penn State didn't offer until the beginning of March. And, uh, you know, I think at the time, you know, people were kind of wondering why that was or whatever it may be. That doesn't matter anymore. Like, I, right. I, that's the one thing I feel confident in saying is, uh, you know, from a relationship perspective, they've I'm not even going to say smooth things out because that's it's not like anything's were, were rocky. Right. But, um, you know, they've, they've done a good job at, uh, you know, just just building a bond with him and his family. So uh, and most maybe most importantly is London's crushing it right now. I mean, yeah. he, he's, he's he has a 10 eight time. Uh, in the 100 meter uh, that's been documented this spring. And, you know, he went to the Ray Lewis Under Armour camp this past weekend. I had two colleagues up there texting me about him on, uh, over the weekend, just kind of talking about, you know, how well he's performing and, uh, you know, how great of a kid he is as well. So, you know, I, I just – I really think London Montgomery is 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 the guy to watch. But uh, if you read our hot boards, you know, I also get into, you know, some of the guys that uh, – you know, just just to keep an eye on some people who maybe visited earlier in the spring, some guys that I could get I could see maybe taking official visits down the road, and uh, you know we'll see how it shakes out. But uh, the the board, I would say this, like and the way I wrote that, yeah, it does kind of seem narrow. But 
there are a lot of Southern guys who just maybe mm-hmm. for one reason or another haven't visited yet that, that J1 Slater's kind of, uh, you know, still still on pretty hard. And all it takes is one good visit in the summer, especially for the Southern guys who can't yeah. get up here easily while school's in session uh, and everything can change. So let's back up for a second and, and describe or explain to people who maybe are not familiar with what you do with the hot boards. What are they and why do you do them? Oh, it's just resetting the board. It's, you know, every you have you have periods throughout the year where uh, you have a bunch of visits getting, you know, taking place. And, and during those periods, we learn a lot. Right. Um, you know, one guy like, for example, one guy on the running back board I've talked about is Cameron Cook out of Texas. He's a good running back prospect that came up here and visited in March. He was a guy I wasn't really talking about at all. So, you know, last time I did the hot boards, which is, you know, late February, early March, before all those spring visits get going, you know, I lay out what my opinion are, what my opinion is. Here's the top guys that I'm really focused on. Here are some guys that, uh, you know, I, I see from a distance have a relationship with Penn State, but, uh, you know, for one reason or another, you know, I have them maybe as a, not a tier below as a player, but just a tier below as, you know, Penn State's potential landing them. So, right. you know, it's really just every every month or two, really probably every two months, basically, uh, resetting resetting things and explaining to fans just my, my position, my thoughts on who's most likely to end up at Penn State, who's kind of that sleeper prospect that, uh, you know, Penn State maybe offered somewhat recently is you know, developing a good relationship with someone rising up the board. And then there's also guys who, you know, two months ago, I thought uh, Penn State had a real chance with and, you know, now they're leaning one way or the other. So it's just it's just resetting the board and and doing my best to stay on top of who I think is most likely to end up at Penn State. So just to recap, we, we've done running backs. We're going to get to receivers and offensive linemen here in a second. But if you want to get all that information, bluewhiteillustrated.com, sign up for just $1 and you can get those premium articles. And by the way, uh, it's the only place you can get this information like this level of detail, this level of I'll just go ahead and say it for you. This level of accuracy. It's only at Blue White Illustrated. So sign up for just a dollar. If you want this information, it's where you get it. And we got a great deal going on and we got a lot of new members recently. So we got a lot of new subscribers. So welcome to uh, the hot boards. Welcome to the BWI daily. Welcome to our recruiting coverage. And hopefully uh, you get what you're looking for here. I know you will, but I just, you know. We're, we're, we're giving it to you here on the daily. So let's move on to the receiver position because you mentioned some sleepers. I firmly think this is one that, you know, you need to go to the board and you need to see the full list here because Penn State's got some top targets. We'll talk about a couple, but just reading the way they take receivers and the number they're going to need, that it's going to have to dip into some of those down the list, not let as, as uh, Ryan just said, not down the list as far as ability, but down the list as far as the names and, and the contact and the, some new names are going to mm-hmm. have to develop, I think. So let's start at yeah. the top with uh, Rodney well, Gallagher. Well, one thing I would say is like, like I, I could see just two wide receivers in this class. Okay. I, I really could. Um, it, because it, it, because look, we're taking six where I'm not part of the team, but I'm watching Penn <laughs> State take potentially six offensive linemen. Those yeah. scholarships have to come from somewhere. That's not a number that I projected three, four months ago, right? So, so two wide receivers is uh, is a possibility. But I I wrote in the story like, yeah, two is is pretty much I think a lock. But when you also just look at the talent everywhere, um, and 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 also the potential talent that could drag things out later in the cycle, you know, have a top guy that you know maybe in October, November is seriously interested in Penn State. How do you not take that? You know, right. so so that's. 
I, that's where it's always hard. Like I try to stay away from projecting numbers as long as I possibly can. I get asked about it all the time. Like basically signing day ends and somebody yeah. wants to know what the next class is, which I get, right? I mean, yeah. I, I followed these boards all throughout uh, before this was my job. And I always wanted to know that information too. So I get it. But uh, it's just the numbers just shift so much. Every commitment impacts another position or another yeah. scholarship in some way or another. So uh, I think I give like three or four versions of what the numbers can be throughout the year. It, just it, so it is surprising. So the reason I phrased it that way is because Penn State runs for predominantly three receivers on the field. So this is not done in mm -hmm. just a vacuum of just the talent. It's also about trying to fill the needs that you need to field your team mm -hmm. the way you want. So having two receivers in a cycle, to me, that just I, I'm a little surprised by that. I understand what you're saying of not you don't have to every single time. But, uh, you know, I would think that in most classes, three is the number. So I guess that's surprising. Yeah. But, you're, but it makes sense from what you're saying. It's it's like, I mean, again, I think they like to take three, but most classes, they don't take six offensive linemen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'll keep coming back to. Um, you know, they, they will probably only take one running back this year, but they also have two tight ends committed, right? I mean, normally we don't see two tight ends in a class. We see just one. So, again, I mean, you're stuck at 25 for now. Uh, there is a report, of course, that the the, the 25 scholarship limit may be waived uh, here for the next two years, which it has to be because of uh, not a silly rule the NCAA put in place, but, you know, the, the reverberations of adding the year for everybody for COVID is now yeah. – kind of coming to the to the forefront so um but yeah i mean when you look and I, I will also just say like one other thing too is caden saunders anthony ivy omari evans tyler johnson liam clifford and trey wallace all hold freshman eligibility what is that's that true Six guys that's true you know what i mean yeah. so that's another way to keep it in mind uh but actually to get into the question you were actually asking which is who are we really watching uh these are again i mean two guys that i think a lot of fans should know pretty well already and of course rodney gallagher and ajani shakir ajani just transferred to winslow township from pensacon in new jersey uh he's with bill Bel bill belton now is his offensive coordinator of course bill um you know was a former penn state running back and christian hackenberg is actually the quarterback coach there too so there's a lot of penn state ties uh ajani just came up uh, I believe it was. Well, I mean, it was right. It was like the week before the blue white game. I forget which day exactly, but yeah, he came up with Bill uh, for an unofficial visit to Penn State. So that's a great sign. And, uh, you know, just a player that's consistently been visiting Penn State. He's been up here, I think, four or five times now uh, since last summer. I think he's taken like three visits total elsewhere, you know. So just when I see someone predominantly visiting Penn State and, you know, not always going to other schools, or at least to my knowledge, he maybe he is. Um, taking a few that I don't know about. Uh, that's just always, you know, that, that, that we've, what is it, 80% of the time, basically, you know, yeah. that ends up being a Penn State commit at some yeah. point down the road. Uh, of course, Rodney Gallagher, too, man. And you know, with Rodney, I had a great talk with Rodney's dad this week. I, I plan to post an interview with Rodney's dad here pretty soon. Uh, you know, I, I've been picking Penn State for a long time with Rodney. Mm hmm. And I'm not as confident as I am, as I once was. Uh, Notre Dame is coming on strong. Yeah. And West Virginia's not messing around with with NIL, too, um, and from just from, from what I've been told. Uh, but, but it's not even just about NIL. I mean, that was one thing his dad was saying. It's just kind of like, look, that's not the goal here. Obviously, wherever we go, we want to maximize value, right? I mean, I think yeah. every parent would say that. That's not something that's out of line or anything. Um, but, you know, the, the goal is, is still to produce – Rodney to make him the best player he can be and hopefully go to the NFL. I mean, going to the NFL is still the goal for, for all of these guys, but, but really, I mean, 
Notre Dame's coming on strong. You know, yeah. he, his, his father spoke really highly of Marcus Freeman, which everybody does. That's not anything that should shock anybody. Marcus Freeman is maybe one of the hottest names in college football right now with the way he recruits uh, and just kind of how well he connects. Of course, you know, a former NFL player, you know, there's a lot to like there. So uh, and Neil Brown, too, you know, and especially I didn't realize how close West Virginia is to, uh, you know, Laurel, was it Uniontown, uh, yeah. Laurel Highlands High School. It's like a 30 minute drive. You know, so there, there's there's a lot of connections there. And, 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 and you know, Neil Brown's kind of laid back style is, is really kind of done well uh, with with Rodney's family. So, I, I you know, I, I have a pick. I have a pick in for Penn State, but I think this is pretty up in the air. Yeah. Now, the other thing I will say is I do think the process is kind of wearing on Rodney a bit and, and not that, uh, you know, he's, he's going to commit tomorrow or anything. But, you know, I, I could see this. I could see him taking official visits and ending it pretty quickly. Uh, I, I, I just think. You know, between people like me bugging him all the time and all the coaches and everything, uh, it, it becomes a lot. And that's the case for so many guys. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll hold off on getting uh, him back on the BWI Daily Edition. We had him on in February. <laughs> Great kid. Oh, I, came right. away, I came away with the same sense that you did of Penn State maybe, you know, the favorite at that point. But it was not a done deal. And it was very much mm -hmm. a... Uh, uh, he spoke the same way of Notre Dame that you're you're commenting now. So it's it's going to be very interesting. I've I've said to me he's the Drew Shelton of this year of maybe not the most important player, maybe not the highest ranked player, but when it comes to the overall structure, he seems to be a very critical player to get one of your top targets that should be somebody you get in yeah. state. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a that's a pretty good analogy. So, uh, but for wide receiver, man, those are really the two guys that I think fans really need to be focused on. Again, like I said, uh, there are definitely guys rising up that board, players to keep an eye on. Of course, Kenny Johnson still very much in the mix as well. Uh, I wrote a story this week about Kenny Johnson setting up an official visit. Um, I, I believe I don't believe Kenny's put all of them out there yet. I, I included uh, where all he is going in that story. So. Uh, Go ahead, T. Frank. Plug it away. A dollar for a deal, baby. Right? Uh, <laughs> sign up today. You're Hold on. Let me get out my <laughs> let me get out my club, and I'll beat people over the head with it one more time. <laughs> no, what I want uh, you yeah, to do I'm... is I want you to sign up to the YouTube channel too. So hit subscribe True. on this. True. If you're, we are now 20 minutes into this show. You're getting great content. Just do us a favor. Hit subscribe. Hit like on the video. And if you want to, hit the notification button so that we pop up on your phone every time the video drops. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One last thing about Rodney, by, by the way. Uh, fun story. My wife and I were going for a drive out in the country, and uh, we just happened to find ourselves driving by the airport, and I see the Penn State van out uh, in the airport. I'm like, oh, yeah, look, there's Rodney. They were picking him up from the airport <laughs> when we were driving by. So, oh, okay. you know, just fun, just a random fun fact. Uh, anything else here <laughs> at the receiver board that we want to get to before we get to the offensive line, which I is mean a very interesting one to me? Um, you know, Kenny Johnson, like I said, I mean, Kenny Johnson is still very much in play. Uh, there are two other guys that I think there's one guy in Florida who is really keeping, I, you got to keep an eye on. Um, I'm going to keep that behind the paywall for subscribers. I'm going to tease it a little bit. You know, he has an official visit at the Penn state <laughs> staff is coming on hard. 
Um, but uh, again, it's a dollar, so sign on up and uh, check it out. But still think of Johnny and Rodney with them having those mid-Atlantic ties, consistently visiting Penn State. Um, you know, they remain 1-1A one one kind of in my eyes. So the offensive line, two five-star players in the class, but Penn State is not done, and they're looking at tackles. So the, mm-hmm. the composition of this group, I think, is interesting. Uh, but when it comes to what they need, they still are looking at those players. A guy that I want to highlight here is, that has come on in the last couple of uh, weeks that you've been reporting on, you talked about Tuesday on the recruiting show, is Zach Owens out of Georgia. So tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about him and uh, what you see there from that relationship perspective. Yeah, love Zach. What a kid. Uh, that was one of the most fun interviews I've done this whole year. I hope Zach's watching this because I told him that too uh, after we talked. But uh, just a real kind of free spirit, you know, gets along with everybody. You know, <laughs> like he was saying, uh, I, I asked him if he had known Alex Birchmeyer or Joey Schlafler, or any of the guys that I saw him joking with before the Blue White game. And he's like, no, I don't know anybody, man, but I just, you know, I just come in and just. I love it, you know. It was just interesting because I've never seen a kid who's like never visited before uh, look like he was committed. I mean, the, like he was just not running the show, but I mean, like man, he's just incredibly charismatic. Uh, that I really just that was. I mean, I watched those guys for like a half hour just standing on the sidelines uh, before the boy came. Uh, anyway, six five and a half, three hundred eighty five pounds, and that's like a legit height. Oh weight. yeah, and and dude, three eighty five. Like he doesn't. He doesn't wear 385 bad. Like he wears it, he wears it pretty well. Uh, yeah. I when I when I learned that 385 was where he kind of checked in at, I was pretty surprised because I thought it was you know probably closer somewhere around like 350, uh, which is which is all good. Uh, you know he's not he's certainly not a sloppy 385, so that's 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 encouraging. Um, but yeah, I mean, one thing I'll say with Zach, like I, I think I mentioned it on Tuesday, his family's from New York City. So, yeah, he's down there playing uh, at, at Eagles Landing Christian in McDonough, Georgia. Uh, but, you know, lots of very strong family ties to the Northeast. And I think that will that will help Penn State a lot. Uh, but, you know, I guess basically what I what I would say is where he's at is we've talked about Evan Link for the longest time. Right. Evan Link is still incredibly important. We've talked about Samson Okunlola for the longest time. Samson is still incredibly important. I now put Zach Owens in that group. I think those are the three guys with them all being surefire, absolute tackles and and very good players of course too um where you know i think that these are the guys that penn state uh is really kind of focused on the most i would even go to the point where man maybe they could take all three and get seven i'm probably gonna regret <laughs> saying that but like that's just how high penn state wow. is on them all um yeah. and then here's the other thing too is like when i look at their roadmaps right of commitments uh i think zach owens and evan link could very well have their recruitments wrapped up here in the coming months Samson mm-hmm. Okunlola is, in my opinion, probably the highest. I mean, he's certainly the highest ranked on, on three and in, in a lot of sites. And and I and I think probably Penn State has him that way too. I mean, they're all don't get me wrong. There's not a lot of separation between this group, but uh, Okunlola is probably the, the the most coveted of the of the yeah. prospects. Yeah. He's the one who's going to wait the longest. Yeah. Right. So and he's he's the you, surefire uh, all around left tackle. You know, I think Evan Link yeah, is a great prospect. Part, yeah. Uh, and he's got some development and some areas he can become that guy. But you feel much more confident about Okunlola being a run blocker, a superior mm-hmm. pass protector. That's what really separates him is everything's present right now where you see the growth potential of Link to kind of give a differentiator between guys that are close in their evaluation. Well said. Yeah, exactly. So, And that's why I just think, like, if Penn State can land Owens and they land Link, 
uh, and Okanlola's out here and, and, and interesting come September, October, whenever he's, that's kind of when we're projecting him to decide right now. We'll see where, where it happens, but, uh, how do you not take him? Right. Yeah. And now of course it depends on what the rest of the, the class looks like and positional needs and all that stuff too. But I mean, trust me, I, seven offensive linemen would still surprise, surprise me, but just again, you know, when, when your King fish is the one who wants to wait the longest. Uh, and then again, if he is interested to come that time, uh, it would be very, very hard to say no. So let's see how it shakes out. But th- those are the three I really think are, are um, you know, where to focus on. And I do kind of think Penn State is the favorite with Zach Owens right now. He has a Clemson official visit set for, I believe it's June 3rd to the 5th. Uh, and then keep an eye on Michigan. Uh, Michigan just offered, I believe it was about a week, maybe two weeks ago. Uh, and, and they're coming on strong. So keep an eye on the Wolverines for a third official visit. But uh, Penn State has certainly impressed Zach Owens and his family. So I just I, I want to paint a picture for Penn State fans. Um, uh, the you have Malik McNeil, who is six eight three fifty in the class of twenty twenty two. You have Zach Owens, who's three eighty in this class. If you were to commit to the Nittany Lions, you could realistically have uh, Vega Yawane at one guard position at three hundred and thirty pounds for the class of twenty two. You could have Javen Williams anywhere you want on the offensive line. I think he can still play left tackle. And then you could have Josh Miller, 330 and 380 at right tackle. So you could have a massive offensive line for Penn State in the next couple of years. For Penn State fans that were upset about the size or the lack thereof over the last couple of years, size is not an issue with the future of the Penn State offensive line, given what they've done in 22 and then in this cycle as well. So, you know, those... those uh, The way I've put it before is it took a while to get into the situation they did in 21. It's going to take a little bit of time to get out of it, but they are definitely, mm-hmm. at least from a physical perspective and, and kind of like the profile of these players, they are making massive headway to getting out of that situation. Now time is going to tell kind of how that story unfolds. Any other nuggets with the offensive line? Uh, we covered pretty much everything well, I wanted to talk about. Well, I would just say the two guys you didn't mention there are Alex Birchmeyer and Drew Shelton. They yeah. were like the two best prospects <laughs> of the group, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're both at 275 still, and that's great. I mean, I think Penn State would always prefer to have guys at 270, 280, and then build muscle and, yep. you know, build that growth. Uh, internally in their strength program and through their nutrition program, all that, uh, that have to get guys to kind of lose some weight. And, and that's just always, you know, because you, you kind of lose the weight then to build up the muscle, right? So it yeah. just kind of like takes a little bit longer. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a there's a hell of a, a lot of quality offensive line prospects. Sorry, I just swore, sort of. But uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great it's a great group and great guys and uh, a lot of talent there. So um, Phil Trotwine is working working his butt off right now, and uh, I think I think Penn State fans should should be encouraged at just the momentum he has um, at that position group. I think if you say "helleva" with it's all Hell one word, I, I don't think True. that's a swear word. I think that's more that's more <laughs> of a, a descriptor than it is a swear word. Uh, so that uh, that kind of wraps up the hot boards here for um, you know the offensive side of the ball. Check them out again at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Another thing that came up this week is Will Norman and the defensive tackle position. He set an official visit, I believe. So tell mm-hmm. us about that situation and uh, kind of the, the kaleidoscope of moving pieces on the D-line. Yeah, so let me clear. Actually, I said uh, hundred. He ha- Will Norman hasn't set up an official visit yet, but I do expect one to come. Okay, uh, he's My down apologies. at IMG Academy. Yeah, he's out at IMG Academy right now, so he's not with his family. And of course, they're in communication, right? Um, but he's still kind of just working out his official visit schedule, uh, so that that will get worked out with time. He, he what he did was he dropped just a top five this week: Florida, LSU, Michigan, Texas A and M, 
uh, and, and of course, Penn State. So Penn State has hosted him twice now uh, since last season. He went to the the infamous Illinois game that we all loved to, to watch there in uh, mid-October. <laughs> and then he returned, uh, what was it? Was it Easter weekend, I believe? Or no, excuse me. It was March 19th, I want to say, uh, for an unofficial visit to Penn State. That's right. He was home for spring break at the time, and Penn State got him up that Saturday. So uh, two visits uh, with, with Will, and I think he was actually here before he went to IMG Academy once or twice as well. Uh, I will note that that uh, Norman did go to Texas A&M. It was uh, April 9th, I believe. Uh, and Florida has hosted him twice. Twice now since January, uh, January 29th, he went to Gainesville and then he returned for uh, another visit on April 14th. So a lot of momentum right now with with Florida feels like, uh, but Penn State should be top three here. I think when it's all said and done, I don't believe he's visited LSU yet. Um, and I'm trying to think what's uh, who am I missing? Oh, he did Michigan. I think mm-hmm. he did go to Michigan. I don't have that exactly in front of me, but is, uh, is he another uh, northern uh, prospect that moved down Camden. to IMG? Okay. Camden, New Jersey. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the the importance of this position, I guess, is so he mm-hmm. releases his top five. Penn State is in the top five with a lot of not just, you know, good prospects, but some elite ones at the defensive tackle position. They've been in this spot before when it comes to, you know, Brian Breesey or some of the other guys that they've had, Christian Wilkins. You know, I could go down the list. I don't want to pick old scabs for Penn State fans, mm-hmm. but this cycle – just feels like there's a lot of them that Penn State is in with. Um, so, well, oh, sorry, can, go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Uh, just, it depends on. Uh, so, hold on. No, I'm going. Now I'm yes. going. Now, okay. So <laughs> when you when you say you know Bressy and Wilkins, like those guys were elite, elite. You know, we're talking yeah. top 25, top 50 kind of prospects. Like when I look at the board right now, there's only one guy that really fits that, and that's J- um, Jason Moore. Okay. okay. Uh, right. So so. Like I don't want to, I don't want to hype it up too much, right? Because like the, because I've and you're not the only one that's done that. Like I see fans talk about that all the time. I see colleagues even say that too, uh, who don't like necessarily focus on recruiting all the time, but you know just kind of do like uh, outside looking in. You know, this is where Penn State stands. Right. Uh, yeah. Like it's a good board, but it's it's a lot of 100 to 300 range, like quality prospects. Where like that's where okay. it's deep. It's not necessarily deep at that like elite elite. Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, all those schools are, you know, going all out. Because that's what that's what uh, Brian Bressey was. That's what Christian Wilkins was. Gotcha. Uh, so I just okay. kind of want to clarify that a little bit. Because uh, this isn't such an important position, though. Like, yeah. this is maybe the most important position in football in so many ways. Uh, because, man, I mean, well, defensive end, too. I mean, I think the whole defensive line is just a massively yeah. important position. But, but Jason Moore is that guy. I mean, like that's the guy who is up there, ranked number like 40th right now in the one three consensus. He's a guy Penn State has to land. Michigan, Notre Dame, very much in the mix. Uh, I think Ohio State's kind of coming on there too, um, but uh, he doesn't have any OV set. And yeah. Jason's not really talking to anybody right now, so unfortunately, I don't have a ton of news on him. Uh, we'll keep chipping away. But uh, the rest of the board, though, I mean, there is a ton of talent from from Derek LeBlanc, of course. Yeah. Penn State's going to get Samarian Parker up here. Will Norman, we just talked about uh, John Walker. I mean. Go goes on and on go ahead so from an I guess that you make a, a very good point from an evaluation standpoint of watching the film I see a guys with a ton of upside so guys mm-hmm. that maybe are not in that top 25 right now but mm-hmm. definitely have the ability to get there you know with, with their final sure. product of guys that if they put on weight and they put on size and they clearly look like they're on that trajectory so I guess that's that's a very important distinction and I'm so much into like looking at what I see rather than by the consensus, which is what you should do, yeah, because your biases tend to get in the way. So I guess the, the the original question is though, 
of those guys in that 100, how confident do you feel that Penn State uh, is going to land uh, a, a difference maker or a guy that can be a difference maker at that position, given what we just agreed on, that it is a very important position to find difference makers where it's hard to get them. And that's the real yeah. difference at defensive tackle. Um, It's going to be hard. <laughs> if I'm being honest, Derek <laughs> LeBlanc has so many schools after him. Will Norman's down at IMG Academy, right? Yeah. I mean, there's it's it's Penn State's gotten guys out of IMG, but they've had a lot more northern guys go down there that they lose more than anything. A lot of the a lot of the guys that are from IMG usually aren't uh, northeastern kind of prospects. I mean, I still think Jason Moore is possible. I think mm-hmm. Notre Dame is very much in the mix with him, uh, but you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule him out. But I mean, those are really kind of the three out of those top ranked guys now. What I will say is there is one guy who I think is still kind of massively underrated, and that's Justin Benton. I mean, he is a four-star prospect in the on-three consensus, but he's at like three, what is it, three, sorry, 390, as you can tell, I'm looking at my list, 394 uh, in the on-three consensus rankings. But uh, mm-hmm. strong as an ox, man. That's what everybody keeps saying. I keep getting a lot of Zane Durant comparisons uh, with Justin Benton as just one of those guys who, you know, it's just a massive ball of muscle, basically. Uh, yeah. He's at six foot, uh, so I think that's, that's the one. One thing that's maybe kept a couple schools from going all out for him, you know, if he had two more inches, man, I think uh, I think he'd be ranked way higher on this list. So, uh, but Penn State loves Justin Benton; they think he's criminally underrated right now, and I do think he is a, a realistic guy that Penn State can get uh, out of what is it, Covington, Georgia, I believe. So keep keep him in the back of your mind. And I, the wild card, and I'm going to come back to this again, is the fact that they've got a guy that has. You know, because he's an athlete and he doesn't have a position right now on the defensive line, but he's going to play the defensive line in uh, Matthias Barnwell with all the length you Mm -hmm. want, all the growth potential you want. I just think if you can get another guy to pair there and you have that flexibility, that can be what you're looking for. But it is very much, first off, an unconventional way to have a big player listed as an athlete and uh, like then have to secure the other guy. Maybe the mm-hmm. big fish in the situation later. So anyway, it's just an interesting thing to me, and this feels like an opportunity for Penn State to capitalize on this situation, but we'll see. And I'm going to keep bringing it up there, until something happens. <laughs> there is one other player who Penn State just offered like about a week or two ago, and Kamari Burns. Um, he's out of Columbus, Ohio, but I don't believe Ohio State has offered him yet. No, they haven't. Uh, Michigan's on him hard. West Virginia, Tennessee, I think he went to Kentucky and Pitt and Cincinnati a couple of times, but uh, Penn State thinks they can get him on campus this summer and his stock's really kind of rising right now. So uh, keep Kamari Burns in the back of your head, uh, 6'4", 245. So he's a little bit of a leaner um, defensive line prospect, but somebody that, uh, you know, they really like kind of physically someone that they think they could just kind of stack on muscle. But uh, I've just had multiple people mention Kamari to me, someone recently that uh, Penn State's pushing hard for. I'm going to keep in the back of your mind because there are so many names that uh, come flying out of your mouth that it like I catch yes. maybe four of them. <laughs> why I'm staring at this list right here. I can't remember them all either. Uh, so so that, yeah. that'll do it today for our conversation about uh, about recruiting and the the intricacies of what's going on with the hot boards on the offense. One last time, if you want to check that out, bluewhiteillustrated.com for all those articles. Sign up for just a dollar. Uh, but I don't think we've had a conversation about spring football, you and I. Uh, mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts coming out of spring football for, for the team that's actually on the roster? And uh, do you have any like hot takes you want to give us? You want to throw hot some takes. fire into the mic. That's Nate's job, man. Nate's the the hot take team guy. Um, yeah. I mean, I would just say that Penn. One thing I've consistently kind of heard is you know Penn State's 
the lack of not having depth in the spring was probably a pretty good thing for some of those guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just kind of because they got thrown to the fire, right? I mean, whether you were a second team O-lineman or whatever, you know, you you were going up against the first team defense the whole time because there was only a handful of guys. So, you know, we've consistently just heard that, you know, some of those young guys, uh, you know, just they needed not, I don't want to step it up, but just kind of to, to take their game a little bit to a different level. So I guess step it up. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and I've heard positive reviews about that, uh, multiple guys. So I think that's a good thing, right. Uh, really coming out of spring and getting a ton of reps, uh, that, that can only help Penn state step down the road. So that, that's definitely probably one thing. I think the linebacker position's interesting. Uh, it remains interesting. Penn state would love to add a linebacker in the portal. I just don't think yeah. they're, they're really going to get their opportunity. Um, Jonathan Sutherland, of course, kind of playing that star position. That's going to be very interesting to me. James, James has spoken highly of it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we, you know, we'll find out, uh, obviously September 1st against Purdue, but, uh, you know, secondary looks great. Uh, everybody seems to be raving about where the secondary is at. I think that's, that's a positive. Uh, and then of course, just the young guys coming in, the Zane Durant, the Nick Singletons, the Bo, Bo Bula, by the way. I mean, yeah. he, Bo, Bo got a lot of praise in spring. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we only got to watch so much, but, uh, of course, you know, Aller's so law, you know, just everybody just talks about Aller all the time. Uh, and I, you know, I, I think Bo Perbula is a, is a hell of a quarterback and a guy that can absolutely play at this level as well. So I was happy yep. to hear, um, Bo getting some good reviews, but you know, for the most part, man, I, I'll be honest, like you, you know, you guys focus on the team stuff a lot more than I did really in March and April. I mean, there were, again, there were 700 kids that visited Penn State <laughs> while spring practice was happening. Yeah. Like 300 of which are, you know, if not a true scholarship guy, then someone that could end up here as a walk on or something like that. So just when I, you know, I go to practice with you guys, I listen to the press conference and stuff like that. But, you know, for those five weeks or so, it's, you know, 80 90 percent recruiting just when you have so many numbers like that this is gonna be a a hugely nerdy thing to say but when you said 700 recruits the first thing i thought of was the scene in harry potter where he gets all of the letters i've never watched just a room a room full of lead like i'm just imagining you going through mail of every single one of the (laughs) 700 prospects just if one was a sheet of paper you'd be drowning in paper uh, Except so, now that's my prospect list on Twitter. You know, that's what it is. Like just going through the prospect list every day on Twitter. Yeah. New scholarship, new scholarship, new visit, new visit. That's 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 the modern day version. Take well, us go, out. Take us Go out. have a weekend. How about that? Go have a weekend right now. Yes. Uh, get ready for your yard sale. I'm Thomas Frankar. That is Ryan Snyder, our recruiting insider. That'll do it this week for the BWI Daily Edition. Subscribe here on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts to the BWI Daily. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.